everybody to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by you guys. You guys are all sitting in here right now as we're waiting for the house to be built. I have literally been recording um, in a closet in the apartment that sits right below the stairs that our neighbors upstairs take to get to their apartment. So you guys are sitting in here. You, the, all thousands of you who listen to the show uh, are sitting here in this office with me. It's a little cramped. It's a little warm because there's no AC vent in here. Uh, but but you know, get nice and cozy. We have quite a few questions to answer. I, I, uh, I sent out the request, and now that basketball is back, I'm going to be recording five days a week, and that means that I'm going to need all the questions that you guys can possibly send uh, in the form of a five star review on iTunes. And you guys came through with flying colors. So. Let's go ahead and, and, and get this thing going. So the first question here comes from uh, pineapples on pizza are awesome. Nope, I take that back. Let's see. It is. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is. Uh, pineapples on pizza are awesome. Are there any parallels between the Lakers and Avatar? Maybe character-wise, storyline, themes between the show and the season, etc. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts if you have any. So this is, I'd, I'd have to think about this a little bit more, but one that immediately came to mind in, in thinking about this is Dwight Howard and the story of redemption. Uh, and, and just in general, right, the, the story of redemption with, you know, quite a few Lakers. Now that, you know, Dion Waiters is, is on there, this kind of weird cast of characters is is being asked to go out and do this incredibly daunting task of, of winning a championship in a season that features three all-time great teams, potentially. That, that's, that's pretty incredible. Uh, so so that kind of comes to mind. And in general, you know, one, one complaint about the NBA over the years has been... Uh, the the similarities between all of these teams, you know, in, in, in playing style, right? And that, you know, you don't get the, the styles-making fights the way that we did back in the 80s where you had the Lakers, which had this completely different culture and vibe and playing style compared to the Celtics and compared to the the, the Pistons. Uh, you, you, you had those things that, that really made those series all the more interesting or those matchups all the more interesting. And we kind of are seeing a we're seeing a bit of a return to that now. Yes, uh, at the end of the day, a lot of the teams are going for the same shots. They're they're looking to take the same kind of shots, but the way that they get there, I think, is really interesting. You look at the team like look look at a team like the Lakers. They aren't taking as many three pointers as everybody else. Uh, they they play big in this era where everybody's going small. We just watched Houston beat Milwaukee. Houston is about as small as you can possibly go. Milwaukee is this really refined systemic offense that that uh, gets as many of those shots as possible while also going through Giannis, who just can't shoot threes uh, or or isn't as good as as. Uh, you know he he will eventually be in in his prime. So, uh, and then and then you have a team like the Clippers, which is different in and of themselves, right? They they have 
incredible uh, talent up top with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're also super deep. And, oh, by the way, their bench unit is one of the best units in all of the league, right? Not just not just bench units in all the league, but one of the best groups that play together in, in the entire NBA. So... Yeah, in in that way, if you're asking about Avatar, the the way I'm 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 the the point I'm making here in a, in a rather long-winded way, is you have the Water Tribe and you have the Fire Tribe and, and Nation and you have all of these uh, different cultures and approaches to, you know, getting something done. And here you have in the NBA all of these different styles and cultures trying to get that same thing done. Trying to now the difference is that you know outside of the Fire Nation, uh, you don't have the Water and Earth Tribe or Nation uh, competing against each other directly, right? And they've they've had moments where obviously they didn't get along, but but it's not the same way where it's like a, a, a zero sum game between the Lakers and and all the other competition out there. So. Yeah, those are the couple ways, and, and I'm sure uh, I'll, I'll run this by Pete and see what he thinks about it tomorrow, uh, if, if there's anything uh, running in common there. Let's uh, let's take a quick second here. I want there's the, the questions are really good, so I want to be able to spend uh, as much time on them as possible. So let's take a quick second. When we come back, I'm going to keep answering your questions. Today's show is brought to you by CBDMD.com. Uh, look, I, I myself have been dealing with uh, some really sore joints. I'm old, I'm chubby, and putting all that extra weight on my joints isn't exactly uh, working out all that well. And I have started, or I, I, I went down the street. There's a there's a CBD store right down the street, and uh, I've I've tried out a couple products, and then it was great when we found out that the CBDMD is a is a uh, is now a partner. Uh, I I lined right up to, to test some of their products too because I, I really believe in 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 the idea behind it. And in you know looking at the website and in uh, trying out a couple of their products, it's incredible. Uh, they have CBD freeze with menthol, which is uh, it, it has won literal awards. <laughs> uh, it it is designed to offer. Uh, instant cooling relief for muscles and joints and a convenient and easy to use roller for, for shareable or, or a shareable squeeze tube. And the roller especially is great because like, I don't really like getting ointments on my hands. Even when I, I use other creams and stuff, I've, I actually started using, uh, gloves latex gloves to to put those creams on me and and uh and yeah the roller is is really good they also have the cbd recover which combines cbd with inflammation uh, inflammation fighting compounds like arnica and vitamin b6 to give you the support you need where where it matters more most and more a general sense so so check it out that's cbdmd.com and it, they make it really easy to try out all their products uh try out those those two creams i was talking about and everything else cbdmd has to offer where they're offering our listeners 25 percent off uh, your next order when you use the promo code nba at checkout again that's cbdmd.com promo code nba for 25 percent off your purchase of superior cbd oil products from CBD MD. All right, next question here comes from uh, Nick Batchelor. 
Hey, Anthony and Pete, hearing uh, commentators say Clippers are deeper than the Lakers, but if we compare man-to-man and based on what we are seeing thus far with J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, what do you think? And if Kuzma, Caruso, Green, Cook, and KCP, and Morris played to their potential, plus our two bigs, Dwight and McGee, uh, being led by LeBron and AD, how can anyone say the, the Clippers are deeper than the Lakers? Uh, matchups, Clippers, uh, they are real, but are they deeper? Uh, any thoughts? So... For one thing, I don't I don't really care about depth in the postseason because the stars wind up getting more minutes anyway. And, you know, LeBron playing 40 minutes a night instead of, you know, him playing 33 minutes and those seven minutes go into, like, Marcus Morris. LeBron, even if it's a tired LeBron in those seven minutes, is going to be more productive than than those players. Same goes for Lou Williams. Same goes for Montrez Harrell. That those extra minutes that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be playing are way more important than anybody else coming off of any bench in the entire NBA. So I think that's how you have to start that question. Now, in terms of the actual depth that the Clippers have compared to the Lakers, it's way too early to bring J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters into this equation. Uh, yes, we have seen some promising things from both, but J.R. hasn't played basketball in the NBA for two years for a reason. And Deion Waiters, you know, is 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 about as fun a roller coaster ride as, as exists in the NBA. So we might be enjoying a, a, a nice, uh, you know, high ride right now, but... We might be heading towards a dip here anytime soon. And you look at the guys that the Clippers have. Lou Williams is a six-man-of-the-year uh, award winner, one of the best six men that, that the NBA has ever seen. Montrez Harrell, uh, where whenever he signs his next contract, is going to be paid as a really, really good offensive center uh, You know, in, in terms of the role that he plays. Uh, they they have options like uh, Jermichael Green, and they have options throughout their bench that are fairly similar to the Lakers. So I, I could see why you know Lakers fans would push back on the notion that the Clippers are so much deeper than the Lakers. I just think it's kind of a wasted conversation because the Lakers and Clippers are both going to be playing their superstars and more key uh, role players more than the guys at the you know. 10 through or even 9 or 10 through 13 spot across their roster. Next question here comes from uh, JVJ936. Uh, they are not happy about <laughs> the coronavirus takes. Okay. I'll, I think our only take has been be safe out there, but but sure. We come here for basketball. I don't need your political opinions. Uh, guess Matt Moore, whatever his name is, has literally said our government exists to shut things down if unhealthy. All right. This person uh, doesn't come here for political takes, but offered all of his political takes. Job well done, jackass. Uh, next question. Uh, uh, question here comes from by magic uh oh, we are doing more china stuff look see this is the thing i'm being told in one question not to offer my political takes uh and then and then in another question being asked specifically for a take on on china here's what i'll say about uh the nba's just absolute botching, in my opinion, of of the situation in China. For one thing, the NBA is not alone in its botching of the situation in China. I I think we are really heading to 
a, a you know a, a really big moment in how we as a country deal with China's uh, you know the, the way that that country is run and it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out there are um, there are things that the NBA is turning a blind eye to that I think at this point we've we've reached a point it, it we've we've probably long left the point where the NBA can just claim, oh, we had no idea what was going on. No, like, for one thing, if you're going to be a business partner with China on the scale that the NBA is a business partner with them on, you don't get to claim ignorance on on all of these things. Secondly, uh, if if the NBA does cut ties with China or, or if it ever comes to that point, then you know the nb the the nbpa and the owners are all going to have to understand what that means and then we as fans have to also understand what that means uh if if you know you're if you're ranting and raving about china and you're doing so on um a an, an iphone right you're 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 using the itunes app to be able to uh, leave a review that would tell me that you are participating in the enabling that has gone on with China, right? And like the one thing that I, I don't want to see happen here with the NBA is for a lot of people, I feel like China is brought up so that we don't have to listen to black athletes talk about their struggles as African American men in this country, you know, and, and, if you really want to have a a a conversation in good faith about China, I'm here for it. Let's do it. But I don't. What 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 I see happening a lot of times is politicians that don't that 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 don't stand up for Black Lives Matter as as a movement uh, are using China as this shield that enables them to continue to avoid the conversation on racial racial issues in this country. Or talk about those racial issues in in complete lack of any kind of good faith. So yeah, I I I, I was there while the NBA was uh, you know mishandling the China situation uh, when it first came up earlier this year. I I became the unofficial beat writer for for that subject, and and you can find everything that I wrote on Silver Screen and Roll at the time on that subject. And I came down pretty hard on, on everybody involved there. And I still feel that way, that I don't think they can continue to feign ignorance on this uh, while they're making the amounts of money that they're making off of China. And, and you know, that's, that's where we sit right now. And how they choose to handle that moving forward is going to be very worthy of, of either skepticism and eventually probably criticism, because I don't think they're going to get this right. Uh, let's take another quick second here. When we come when we come back, I'm going to answer more of your questions. Today's show is brought to you again by Rock Auto. Rock Auto has been an incredible partner with us. Uh, I don't know what we would have done without them throughout this entire 
uh, hiatus uh, and, and time away from the NBA. And if we are going to get that kind of support from Rock Auto, I, I really hope that we would lend even more support back in their direction because companies didn't have to be there the way that Rock Auto and, and Built Bar and, and some of the other partners that have worked with us over this time have been. So uh, rockauto.com, again, is a family business. They've been doing this for two decades and and have this, I, this the, the idea of helping people get access to car parts that they need at uh, great prices that you can always reliably count on and and their category of these parts is just incredible and then you can use those parts or, or the knowledge of those parts to inform yourself even even if it's you know there's nothing worse than hearing some noise in your car right and then and have no idea where it might be coming from that those those moments where either while you're driving you're thinking man where's that what is that noise wouldn't it be nice to just know and rock auto helps make that happen so again check out rockauto.com where they have an incredible category of of parts that are going to help your car run better and and do so reliably uh they have it, the interface itself is really easy to use and 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 first and foremost they get this stuff to you on a nice quick easy basis time and time and time and time again so rockauto.com has reliably low pricey low <laughs> amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right next question here comes from m griffith m uh do you Let's see. No, hold on. Kinetic Groove writes, aside from James and James and Davis, in your opinion, which player or players will be the biggest X factors in the Lakers playoff run, be it defensively or offensively? Well, the very notion of an X factor means that it's impossible to really predict those things. So I've always really found it funny when when you would have entire segments on ESPN talking about who's going to be tonight's X factor. Well, nobody knows that's what an X factor is. You don't see it coming. Uh, but in terms of the, the question, the way that it's being asked, I think that the two most important players to the Lakers playoff chances here are going to be Kyle Kuzma and Alex Caruso. If both of those guys play to the abilities that, you know, the optimistic fans among us think that they're capable of, the Lakers will win a championship. If one of those guys do, they will have a good shot still at winning a championship, but probably fall either to the Clippers or to the Bucks. If neither of those guys play to the best of their abilities, the Lakers are kind of sort of screwed because Kuzma's length allows you to match up with small ball teams and, and if he can't space the floor, that means LeBron and AD are lesser players than they could be, and that really hurts you. If Alex Caruso is the defensive presence that he is capable of being and has been all year, that in and of itself is of incredible value and allows the Lakers to do all these various things. But if he if his shot just goes completely cold, if he starts losing confidence out there and he becomes unplayable... Now you're really relying super heavily on Dion Waiters, who again I still have questions about, especially conditioning, and 
and KCP, who we haven't seen in in a playoff situation before. So that's that's kind of where I have them. The, those two players, and it's a lot to ask of of an undrafted player getting his first real NBA minutes this year, and Kyle Kuzma, who was you know a, a late first round darling. And and has been super inconsistent since a great rookie season. It's a lot to ask of them, but that's the situation they're in. And if they come through, then their lives are pretty much made for the foreseeable future. Uh, let's go a couple more questions here. Do you guys ever forget AD has the world's most visible unibrow? Actually, it was funny. I was thinking about this the other day because there was that... A meme that came out about Russell Westbrook seeing the camera in the locker room and and not liking it. I was like, good lord! Even his eyebrows look more <laughs> uh, look, look look more athletic than mine. Uh, and and it got me to thinking, like, wait, who has like the best eyebrows in the NBA? And obviously, Anthony. These are the weird things, by the way, that I think about because I'm a freaking weirdo. But but uh, for for Anthony. <laughs> Excuse me, Anthony Davis in uh, his unibrow. It's pretty crazy, right? That he has this super dist- distinguishable facial feature that, like, the vast majority of people just sprint in the opposite direction of. Right? They they pluck or they shave their the 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 space in between their eyebrows, whatever it is. Uh, and and here here he is just accepting it. I think it's really cool, frankly, that that he's just like, yeah, I I have a unibrow. What's up? And and just goes out there with that kind of confidence. It helps that he's a seven foot super athletic NBA player playing for the most popular team basketball team in the world, uh, and and is one of the most talented players in the history of the sport. So I think that helps with his confidence. But still, there are a lot of people who would have you know trimmed. I'm sure there are plenty of players in the NBA who like still right now are trimming the, the, the space between their eyebrows. Last question here comes from QBreezy12. Uh, the back and forths you have with Matt are often both very informative and entertaining, always resulting in great shows. I appreciate it. I, I'm never not having Matt on the show. I think he's really good at what he does, cares deeply about the sport, and has been vital in in both my personal and professional life. So he's not going anywhere. Uh, with both individuals being so knowledgeable and talented, I'd be remiss not to ask, why aren't Matt and Pete ever on the same show? Uh, it's just tough because I don't want to – maybe at some point I will. And it's just I want Pete and I to work on shows with a guest while he and I are together. Like one thing that Harrison and I, you know, we just we just did early on because – we both wanted to participate in shows with guests because it was a big deal to us and we had the practice and eventually we, we had our system and we made it work and it was a very natural thing. I want to, you know, kind of work with Pete on on that process and see how that goes before I offer it up in the middle of the season or as we head for the playoffs. So so I think not just with Matt, but in general, uh, one thing that Pete and I are really going to be starting to work on is is having a guest with he and I are, are, are both on the show. And the other thing, too, is I host the show five days a week, and 
you know, if I can, I'm going to use that extra show. I have the mailbag show, which you guys are, are essentially co-hosting with me. And then I have the fifth show after Pete does his three episodes per week. I have the fifth show basically to bring on my guest. And and if I can avoid it, I would rather have that fifth show have a guest and not have to book extra guests or whatever. But again... Uh, the show has fortunately been successful enough to where people still want to keep coming on it. So uh, I'm sure once Pete and I are more comfortable with it, we will we will figure that out. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Lakers podcast. Thank you guys a ton for, for the questions and for tuning in. Uh, it, throughout this week, our numbers are, 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 are returning. I believe David said that we've had the most growth uh, since the return of basketball than any growth for any show in, in the network. So huge props to you guys for that. Uh, make sure we keep subscribing and, and keep sending these questions in the form of a, of a five-star review, and I will keep answering them, no matter what they're about. Uh, thank you guys a gun, uh, again a ton. Pete will be back tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you then. Peace.